Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Give the Lord another shout of praise. I know we got our mask on, but through your mask, just shout hallelujah. No one like God. The Lord our God is a strong tower in our darkest hour. He's mighty and majestic and marvelous and matchless. Oh God, hallelujah. He's loving and kind and gentle. Ah, but he's also a God of wrath, a God of power, God of judgment. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, yes. No one like our God. Hallelujah. Again, we welcome you all this morning. We're going into the word of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 uh, for our message today. I had thought that I was going to continue to talk about Elijah today, and I've been studying about the lure of idolatry, but I went to sleep yesterday and felt the Holy Spirit shake me out of my sleep, and as soon as I woke up, I heard Thanksgiving, and then the Lord began to give me some scriptures and reflect on it, so this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, so... The Lord knows what he's doing, uh, and I trust him. Ephesians chapter 5, and I'm going to read verses 15 while I read that. I'm just going to, I'll just start at verse 18. Um, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation or wherein is excess, uh, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. We just experienced that, amen, as we sang, as Minister Simon sang, and sang to us, and we sang to each other, making melody in our hearts to the Lord. Giving thanks, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Giving thanks for always for all things. In everything. In all circumstances, give thanks. Amen. I'm going to talk about thanksgiving for all things, in all things, at all times. Thanksgiving for all things, in all things, at all times. So, Father, as we come to this preaching moment, we look to you, Lord. Thank you for the word that you placed in my, in my spirit. In my heart, thank you for your anointing. 
Because without you, without your anointing, we can do nothing. Holy Spirit, speak now. Speak, have your way. Be glorified. Minister to our hearts. Thank you for your ministering angels who are in this place right now for ministering to your people right now. You said that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. You said you'd prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for this word today that you sent to us. And thank you for what your word will do in our lives as you prosper this word. We submit to you. Be glorified. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving. For all things, in all things, at all times. For a lot of people, and this may be a judgmental statement, but it'll be what it is right now. <laughs> For a lot of people in the United States, in particular, since this is our season of Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving is basically focused on this one time of year. And for many, it's not a time to really stop and worship God, who is the giver and the sustainer of life. It's a time to spend with family and friends. Maybe tip God for his service to them. But it's more a time to relax to enjoy a good meal. Yeah, usually Thanksgiving and Christmas, we go overboard. Yeah. Every day of the week, we, you know, one day we might have a piece of salmon, maybe some potatoes or something like that, or some vegetables. But Thanksgiving, we go overboard. We got the turkey and we have the ham. Or we may have a roast. And we may have pork chop. may have fried chicken. But we got some a whole lot of other stuff. We've already started buying our sweet potatoes because we're going to make some sweet potato pies or candy yams, you know. Maybe we're going to bought some white potatoes. We're going to have some potato salad and macaroni and cheese. All of that good stuff that we will regret having eaten during this season between Thanksgiving and Christmas because Christmas is another time that we go overboard with the food. But yeah, it's a time for a lot of people to just relax, to enjoy a good meal, some downtime before going back or getting back to the grind of life. But for the born-again believer, Thanksgiving is not just today. It's not just a big meal with family and sometimes friends. Thanksgiving for those of us who are born again is a way of life. This way of life. We don't wait for the third or fourth Thursday in November to stop it and thank God for who he is and what he's done in our lives. For us, Thanksgiving is every day. Every day. We live thankful lives. Thankful lives. And, and, and we are constantly throughout every day and I know I'm speaking about myself, but I'm speaking on behalf of other thankful people. Throughout every day, 
we're giving thanks to God because we know what he's done for us. We know what he's done for the world in general, but we know what he's done for us. I'm often reminded of Psalm 124, and I won't read the whole psalm, but, but, but that psalm says, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, and it says, let Israel now say, well, I'll say, let, 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 let Americans now say, amen? Uh, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. Oh, my goodness. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. And, and skipping down a few verses, I believe it's verse 6, it says, Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We know what the Lord has done for us. And I'm reminded of that scripture. So I look back over my life. I, I'm, oh, my goodness. Uh, that's another song. As I look back over my life and I think things over, I've got a testimony because of the goodness of the Lord in my life. And I'm sure in your lives as well. Yeah. Every day, not just one day. I mean, there's not a day that doesn't go by. When I wake up in the morning, I'm thanking God for keeping me all night long and keeping my, my family all night long and, 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 and keeping my church family all night long. And I'm thankful, thankful every day. And throughout the day as I'm riding along and meditating on the Lord, I'm thankful for the gift of life and for, for the air that I breathe. Amen. I'm thankful, amen, for the house that I live in. I'm thankful that, that I have heat in the cold weather and I have air conditioning in the hot weather. I'm thankful that I don't have to go down to the creek and get water. I'm thankful that all I have to do is turn the tap on and water comes flowing out of the tap and it may have some contaminants in it. So I'm thankful for purified water. Amen. I mean, we have so much. Thank God for as the song says every day is a day of thanksgiving. It doesn't say it like this, but I wrote it like this, where we, where we take the time to glorify the Lord. Amen. As Psalm 107 says, and, and one of the, several of the verses, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Yeah, every day. For his wonderful works to the children of men. Thanksgiving is the act of offering thanks or being thankful. Usually it's to God. This is the general definition from one of the commentaries. Usually to God. For us, it's to God. Amen. It's to God. Yeah, I, 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 I've said this a couple of times, and I'm reminded of this often. I remember my, when one of my aunts did something for my grandmother, and of course, you know, apparently my aunt didn't, didn't, didn't know the Lord. Uh, but and my, I remember my grandmother saying, I thank the Lord. She said, don't thank God, thank me, I did it. But she didn't realize where her blessing came from. Yeah, 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 thanksgiving. True thanksgiving doesn't consist, consist primarily of deeds. True thanksgiving is a disposition of the heart. So I'm not thankful just because I bring my tithes and my offerings to the storehouse. I'm thankful because God has blessed me with life. 
I'm thankful because God has saved my soul. I'm thankful that because the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I'm thankful that he's given me his word so I know what to do and how to obey him. So I bring the tithes and offerings out of a grateful heart, a disposition of a heart. Amen. I love my wife not because she's just my wife. I love my wife because of a disposition of my heart. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. So throughout the Bible, throughout the Bible, the concept of Thanksgiving evolves. And a lot of times we don't think about this we just because we just pick up the Bible and start reading. But when you study the book of Genesis, you, you read very little about Thanksgiving. Yeah. But as you go on, by the time you get to Leviticus, you see that the, the, the Hebrew people have developed a thankfulness as a part of that sacrificial worship. Yeah. In the Old Testament, uh, the, the, the word Barak uh, is closely tied to thanksgiving. The word, it means to bless. So we sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Yeah, but the common, the common Hebrew noun used for thanks is the word toda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It derives from the, from the word to praise or to confess, which is the word yada. So as we are praising God, as we are confessing the goodness of the Lord from our lips, we're giving, we're giving thanks to the Lord. So praise and thanksgiving are really tied close together because you don't truly praise the Lord until you recognize who he is and you're thankful for all that he's done in your life. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. In the New Testament, Thanksgiving is tied to the concept of grace, charis, charis. Uh, most Greek words related to thanks are semantically connected, including the noun Thanksgiving, which is Eucharistia, okay, or... Uh, to be thankful, yeah, which is the verb Eucharistio. I think I got them all in there. There are three of them. Eucharistia, Eucharistos, which is thankful, and Eucharistio, which is giving thanks. All of us tied to grace. So when we think about that, we're thinking about the grace of God extended to us in Jesus Christ. And we're thankful that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins. Amen. And we become the righteousness of God because we have confessed faith in, G in the finished work of Christ on the cross. God's grace to us. And so when we go through the Bible, we see Thanksgiving evolving. And it's very important in the life of the church. In the New Testament, in the early church, Thanksgiving is very important. When you read the letters of Paul, many times he will start out giving thanks. Somewhere in the first or second or third verse, he talks about Thanksgiving. When we, we got our practice of giving thanks at meals from the New Testament church because they thanked the Lord for the food that they received. Amen. They were thankful in communal worship. Thanksgiving was very, 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 very important. At the Last Supper, Jesus gave thanks as he broke the, the bread. Amen. At the Last Supper. And he, he, Paul talks about the cup of blessing, eulogia. You know, many times when we come to funerals, we talk about the eulogy, which is really not simply just a sermon but it, it talks about a person's life and the blessedness of that person's life. 
You, you can't give a eulogy to for everybody. But anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then private prayers of thanksgiving were taught to bless the Lord. All this we see in the Bible. And so we learn from all of this that thanksgiving is a way of life in every segment of life, in my private life, in, my, in, 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 my, in the fellowship of believers. Thanksgiving is very, very, very critical for the believer, a life in Christ, a life in Christ. We could never sit down at a table and eat without giving thanks. If you picked up the fork at my daddy's table and started eating before, before we had the blessing of the food, you were in serious trouble. Thanksgiving. But in our text, in our text, we find some important instructions from the Holy Spirit, from Holy Spirit through Paul, as he teaches on how to live as Christians. Chapter 5 talks about walking in, in Ephesians, yeah, uh, walking in love, walking in the light, the light is Jesus, and walking in wisdom, right? He tells us in this section that, that we are to live circumspectly, okay? Circumspectly is used in the King James and uh, other translations say, uses, uses the term live carefully, Meaning that you pay such close attention to the Word of God as to how you live, that you live precisely. You live precisely in life. Not as fools, but as wise people. Making the most of our time because the days we live in are evil. And we're exhorted to be wise and understand what the will of the Lord is. Not to be drunk with wine, wherein is excess. If you get drunk, you drunk too much wine. All right? But be filled with the Spirit. We studied that in our, in our the, theology uh, lessons, the, 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 the comparison that Paul is making there by, if, rather than getting drunk with wine, get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Amen? If you're going to do anything excessively, be filled with the Spirit excessively. Focus excessively on the, which is what a lot of people don't do. A lot of people don't focus excessively on, on Holy Spirit, on the teachings of the Word, on God. But it says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. In this Spirit-filled life, we are encouraged, we are to encourage one another through songs, through hymns, and spiritual songs and to remember all that God, that the Lord has done through us in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. And we do that many times in the songs that we sing. And, and this, 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 the, the context of this is saying, singing to one another. I said we had an example of that. We have an example of that every time we come to worship. But, but when we're not in corporate worship, singing should be going on in our homes. Amen. Singing should be going on in the fellowship when we're fellowshipping in other places. Yeah. I remember years back when we would take, go places on the bus. We start singing songs on the bus. You know, there were those that wanted to laugh and joke and do other things, but then somebody would sing a song and we would all join in the song. Because we, was, we didn't realize that we were singing, we were doing what the scripture was saying, do. do. We were encouraging one another. Have you ever been encouraged through a song? 
Yeah. Encouraging one another. Yeah. Then we are exhorted in verse 20 as a part of walking in wisdom to give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we look at this, this is exactly what he's saying. As spirit-filled believers, we are told to give thanks for, can somebody say for? For all things at all times. Now, 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 that's a tall order, even for Christians, for many Christians. And, and, and consequently, and I've done this before too, but I went back and I studied it and I looked at it closely. We, 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 we will switch our focus from what God says here in Ephesians to 1 Thessalonians that says, in everything, give thanks. And we will say, well, I can give thanks in everything, but I don't have to be thankful for everything. But that's not what the Bible says. This scripture specifically says, give thanks for all things at all times. When we say give thanks in all things, it sounds a little bit better. It takes the, it takes the edge off of it, you know? Yeah, I, can think, I can thank God in everything, but not for everything. Yeah. But please note what verse 17 says in this chapter. It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is that we give thanks for everything and in everything. I'm going to talk about in everything in a minute, but we got to talk about for everything because a lot of us don't want to give thanks for everything. We worked our way out of that one real good. And some people are sitting right now thinking, God came in and give thanks for everything. But he does. He does. The will of the Lord is that we give thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the will of the Lord is that we give thanks in everything for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's human nature to rationalize and come up with a reason why we should not give thanks for everything. In life, everything is not good. And so from our concept of thanksgiving, we're only thankful for those things that are good from our perspective. We're not thankful for those things that are bad. We can't say, God, I'm... We can say, and we should say, I'm thankful for this situation that I'm in for the cancer that's in my body. I thank you, Lord. That's what the Bible says. Give thanks for everything. Mm. For everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life brings a lot of negative things. Life brings adversity. Yeah. Life brings hurtful things from our perspective. And it's, that, that's reality in the flesh. Hardships, trials, suffering, loss of loved ones, and so many other things that hurt us deeply. How can the Lord expect us to give thanks for those things? However, when we understand what the will of the Lord is, 
which is imparted in us by Holy Spirit. Saints, we can't do this in our own strength. We don't understand this in our natural minds. It's what Holy Spirit imparts in us. That's why it's so important not just to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and come into the church, but be filled with the Spirit every day of your life so that he can continually impart truth in you. And Jesus said, you shall know truth, the truth, and the truth shall make you free. While you abound by being grudgeful, by grumbling and complaining, Holy Spirit is trying to bring truth to you. So when the Bible says, do all things without murmuring and complaining, that's exactly what he means. Be thankful. Because if you're thankful, you're not grumbling, not complaining, you're not grudgeful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he imparts this in us. Yeah. So, so we learned then as Holy Spirit imparts imparts this truth in us to be thankful for everything, that this is an expression to be taken comprehensively, okay? God wants you to see the whole picture, not just this one situation you're in, all right? The innumerable benefits which we receive from, from God yields fresh causes for joy and thanksgiving always. Psalm 68 and 19 says, the Lord loads up with us with benefits daily. Daily, every day. The Lord is loading us with benefits. Psalm 103, 1 and 2 commands us, bless the Lord, commands, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. So the psalmist is commanding his soul to bless the Lord. Sometimes you got to command your spirit to bless the Lord. Amen? When you don't feel like praising him, you command yourself. You make yourself give him praise. You make yourself say, thank you, Lord, for this situation. Thank you, Lord, for these circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Forgetting out all of his benefits. So when we consider all that God has done for us, especially our salvation and our justification in Christ Jesus, we are to give thanks for all things because we're now in Christ and we're in a special position. All right? We got to see this perspective. Sometimes people forget that they're in Christ. I'm not talking about y'all. Y'all don't forget. But sometimes people forget their position in Christ. And they forget the resources that we have in Christ. And they forget the wisdom that, that we have in Christ. And they forget that, 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 that because I'm in Christ, if an adverse circumstance comes in my life, God is able to work all things together for good. So I got to thank God. I can't sit back and grumble and mumble and complain. I can thank him in the midst of my pain because my pain is working something good in my life. 
I can thank him in the midst of my suffering because my suffering is working something good in my life. I can thank him, hallelujah, I said in the midst of, I ain't got to end yet. I can thank him for my pain because my pain is working something good in my life. I can thank him for my suffering because suffering is working something good in my life. I can thank him for affliction because affliction is working something good in my, I don't have to see it. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Job's wife, when he was going through his affliction, Job's wife said, do you still maintain your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? Job said, this is, this is did I write the reference down? Well, you can go look it up because I didn't write it down. Job said, shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? Hmm. Job recognized that where his adversity came from. We want to say the devil did it, but don't you know the devil can't touch you unless the Lord allows it? And if the Lord allows it, he allows it for a purpose. And so while we're sitting back grumbling and complaining about what we're going through in our lives, we need to be thanking God for this situation. Because we have to accept adversity from the Lord as well as good. Ooh. So followers of Jesus... Followers of Jesus, I'm, I, as, I was, as I was writing this, I was kind of checked about using the word Christian because everybody's a Christian these days. Everybody. <laughs> Followers of Jesus Christ, we are to humbly and gratefully submit to God's sovereignty. That's what this is all about. It is submitting to God's sovereignty, knowing that he works, not he will, but he works everything for good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. Romans 8, 28. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5, we also glory in tribulation. We glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. You know how, you, how you've learned to persevere in the midst of what's happening in your life? God's allowed you to tribulate. I remember in college, and I've shared this a lot, this lady said, we were going by a house for dinner one day, and she was talking to us about afflictions and tribulations. She said, I used to pray for patience, and then the Lord sent tribulation in my life. She said, I stopped praying for patience. <laughs> but, but the way you learn these things is God has to send things in your life. You learn patience as God sends stuff. Listen now, young people, listen, because you got to learn this. You got to learn this because you don't want trouble. You don't want adversity. You want to work around different things and make things work out in your life. But let me tell you something. Because God loves you, he'll put you in a situation that nothing you try works. He sends adversity. And Paul says, he, well, he said, he sends tribulation. And Paul says, the scripture says, we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character. God, what are you doing? I'm trying to build your character. I'm trying to build your character. Because left, left to yourself, your character will not be built. Left to yourself, you will be like everybody around you. 
Amen. But I got to do a work in you. And I, and, and, I, and I have a plan for your life. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And before you came forth from the belly, I had already ordained things for your life. And unless I do what I need to do in your life, you will not fulfill your destiny. Oof. Perseverance, character, and character hope. Listen now. Listen. God, I thank you. So, so we got to have the right hope. Yeah. Sometimes we're hoping in the wrong things. But when God sends tribulation in our lives and we start glorying in that tribulation, we learn to give thanks for that tribulation. God, I don't know what you're doing, but I thank you. God, I don't know what you're doing, but I give you praise. God, I, for this tribulation, I know it's just for a moment. Amen. I mean, I know it's just for a season because I know you're faithful, God. And I know in your plan, in your, in, in your, in, 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 in your divine providence, you're going to work this together for my good. Take all of the pieces of the puzzle and come out with a beautiful picture. Take all of the ingredients of the cake and make it come out looking and tasting good. Hallelujah. Make it a mouth-watering thing. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hope that will not make us ashamed. God, do what you're doing. God, continue to do what you're doing. I give you thanks for it. Then, then remembering that genuine thanksgiving is not just lip service. All right? Because a lot of people give lip service. Genuine thanksgiving is a matter of the heart, which is the will, the mind, and emotions. Amen? Uh, this takes thanksgiving to another dimension. You see, a person can say thank you, all right, but not really be thankful to God, to God. They can say it, you know. Like Jesus said, these people praise me with their lips, but what? Their hearts are far from me. Amen. So I'm not, I'm not speaking something that's not the truth. This is what the Lord said. So a lot of people can say thank you, but they're not thankful to God. You know, their hearts are far from God. We're talking about being thankful to the one who is the giver and the sustainer of life. Amen. I have, I am nothing without the Lord. I have nothing without the Lord. I will become nothing without the Lord. In the Lord's eyes, what God wants for me. Oh, the world might be glad about who I am and what I'm doing. But what about the Lord? What about the Lord? Amen. We can say thank you for my trials while not really being, being thankful. We can say thank you, Lord, while our hearts are far from him. We can say thank you, Lord, uh, one day of the year because we had a gathering with our family and with our friends. We had a wonderful meal. We had some fellowship. We had some, we had some relaxation without really being thankful in our hearts to the Lord. God expects more than that. Be thankful for all things, always. But 1 Thessalonians 5 Believers go here. While we are thankful for, and that's a, still a tough one for a lot of people. Anybody struggling with that for right now? <laughs> Amen. 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 We got to see it from a different perspective. But we come, we come, we come to, to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 as we mature in the Lord and we embrace, we embrace giving thanks uh, for 
all of the, for, in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. The two script, the two are very close. They're very close in meaning. However, the Lord spoke this to me about these passages, and he spoke it like this. It, it's one thing to give thanks for everything with your lips because you're commanded to do it, and you know that this is what you should do. For some people after hearing this message today, when bad things happen, you're going to remember God says give thanks for it. And you may not really be thankful. Not really be thankful, but you got to be, you got to get to that point. Holy Spirit will get you there. But when you are in the middle of your trouble, when you are in the middle of your adversity, right in the midst of it, all right, it's happening right now. It's going on right now right now, and you are actually giving thanks to God in the middle of it, that's something different. You're not saying thank you. You can say thank you after the fact. But he said right in the midst, right in the middle, right now. It's going on right now. I read this in my study. There was a Scottish minister and hymn writer named George Matheson. Uh, who who was practically blind at 18. And this is a prayer that was written down that he prayed. He said, my God, I have never thanked you for my thorn. I thanked you a thousand times for my roses, but never once for my thorn. I've been looking forward to a world where I shall get compensated for my cross as itself a present glory. Teach me the glory of my cross. Teach me the value of my thorn. Show me that I have climbed to you by the path of pain. Show me that my tears have made my rainbow. My goodness. I read that and it just leapt in my spirit because for a whole lot of us, we've gotten to where we've gotten to in our relationship with the Lord by climbing the path of pain. And in the midst of that path of pain, we've had to say, thank you, Lord. In the midst of it, God, I give you praise. God, I give you glory. I remember uh, when Bishop Long was funeralized, his daughter said one thing she remembered her father doing in his last few days, that as he laid on his bed in pain, all he was saying was, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I remember Sister Talbot, Brother Talbot, you remember when we were in the room that day, amen, and, and she, she was talking about passing away, and tears were welling up. She said, no, 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 no. She said, don't do that. Don't cry. Mm -mm. she was thankful in the midst of what she was going through. And she realized that that was not the time for us to be shedding tears. Oh, yeah, those things hurt us. But we've got to learn that right in the midst of what we're going through, give thanks. While you're in your heyday, give thanks. But also while you're in your affliction, give thanks to God. Amen. It's easy to give thanks in good times. It's a bit more challenging to give thanks in difficult times. Oh, yes, it is. Amen. But we are commanded in everything. Give thanks. 
Don't wait until you get out of it. Give thanks right there in it. Give thanks to God in your lion's den. Give thanks to God in your fiery furnace. Give thanks to God, hallelujah, in your Gethsemane. Give thanks to God while you're hanging on the cross. Give thanks to God while you're in the tomb. Give thanks to God, hallelujah, while you're in your affliction. In it. Give thanks. Give thanks. Don't wait till you get out of it. Uh, we, 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 we say often, amen, uh, don't wait until the battle is over. Shout now. Amen. And that's the same concept. You got to praise God. Amen. Remember, praise and thanksgiving go together. You got to praise God in the midst of your battle, in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the heartache, in the midst of the pain. We've got to learn to give God thanks in the midst of it all. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Concerning you. Hallelujah. In adversity and in prosperity. Give thanks for all things. And give thanks in all things. This is reality, saints. This is reality. We can't just praise the Lord when things are going good. We got to praise him when things are going bad. Bad will come in your life. Difficulty will come in your life. Heartache will come in your life. In the world, you will have tribulation. But what did Jesus say? Be of good cheer. Huh. Don't, just, don't, just, don't, don't just be happy uh, when you get out of the tribulation, but while you're in the tribulation, you're going to confound the enemy. The enemy thinks you should be crying. The enemy thinks you should have lost it all. The enemy, the enemy intended for you to lose it all, to lose it all. The enemy intended for you to lose your mind, but the Lord kept your mind. And in your mind, in your spirit, you are giving him thanks in the midst of it all. And in the midst of it all, you find out that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved you. Hallelujah. Amen. In the midst of your praise, in the midst of your worship, God strengthens you. God God gives you the ability to go through. In the midst of it, we got to learn for and in. Give thanks to the Lord because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Thanksgiving for all things, in all things, at all times. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the holy God. He gave Jesus his son for our sake. Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful people all of the time. If you find yourself being ungrateful, the Holy Spirit will bring, will put you in check, bring to your remembrance. Give thanks for this. It may be difficult. But this is a maturing process. Holy Spirit is going to speak this to you. I don't know what you're going through right now, but you need to be thankful. You need to be giving God thanks right now. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever. Be thankful. Be thankful. Yeah. If you learn to give thanks in difficult times, my goodness, you can fly in easy times. Give thanks. Amen. That's the word for today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thanksgiving, not just when we get together on Thursday. And I know we're believers. We're thankful. We have to teach our children, teach our grandchildren, teach our great-grandchildren to live thankful. When you don't get what you want, be thankful. Say, God, I thank you for what I got. Mm. Thankful. I was in the store the other day in food line, in line, and this man was talking out loud. And so he wanted everybody to hear him. And he wanted a response. So I said, well, since this man is talking out loud, I feel like I need to respond. <laughs> oh, he was just complaining about the economy. Complaining about how gas prices are rising and food prices are rising. And he was headed somewhere with that. Because, you know, in every administration, they want to blame the other administration. So he just kept complaining. And I said, out loud, not directly because there were several people that were standing around and kind of, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, you know, it's just life. We got to learn to be grateful. At least we have money to put gas in our cars. We have money to buy this high food. And most of us are buying food that we don't need to buy. We go home to the freezer. We can cook something out of the freezer that we already got. Learn to be thankful. Because if we lived in a, in a country where we didn't have electricity and we had to go fishing for our food or go hunting for our food, learn to be thankful. Don't always complain when you look at the blessings that the Lord has given you. Yeah, yeah. Be thankful. Give thanks. Not just be thankful, but give thanks to God for everything. If you are Proceeding from a thankful heart, you'll tell God, thank you. Even if it hurts, what you're going through hurts. You learn to say, thank you, Lord. You got a purpose in this. I don't see it. I know you got a purpose in this because you love me. Do you realize that even in death, there's a purpose there's a purpose that we don't see until after the fact. And after the fact, we may say thank you. But what the scripture is saying is in the midst of, of it all, give thanks. It's one thing to look back, but it's another thing. You're right in the midst of it, and you're giving thanks for your pain, in your pain. Amen. Pray that the Spirit of the Lord has ministered to your heart this morning. As we live our lives, we need to learn to give thanks always for all things and in all things give thanks. Part of this comes out of a maturing relationship with the Lord. As newborn babies in Christ, there's a lot that we don't understand. But as we mature and as we walk with the Lord, and I believe this is why this is in the, in the midst of this teaching that Paul is doing in, in Ephesians, uh, as, he t as he talks about walking with the Lord. In my life with God, he's taught me these things. We're to be walking with God 
so that he can teach us these things. And walking is a continuous process. It's a continuous process. When you walk, you go from point A to point B. Whether it's a short distance or whether it's a long distance. It's a continuous process. Most of the time, when you're walking, I guess this is a good analogy. You've heard me say this. I don't particularly like treadmills because I can stop anytime. When I'm walking in my neighborhood, I can stop anytime, but then I got to turn around and go back to get back to my house. So it doesn't stop like that. Walking on a trail, it doesn't just stop like that. And, and the, 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 the connection I'm trying to make here is that as we walk with the Lord, we continuously do this. We don't just get on and get off and get on and get off, up and down like a seesaw. Because if we do, we never grow. And we never really learn the things that God wants us to learn in the processes of life. One of those things is giving thanks for everything, in everything. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So if, you, if, if you've never received Jesus as Savior and Lord, then Holy Spirit doesn't live in you to impart this truth. You may hear it and then reject it. And you, you, could, you could have been born again and a baby in the Lord and hear it and you say, I don't see how. But the Holy Spirit is going to continue to speak to you as you're born again. But if you're not born again, you can't receive this because this is by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not just me preaching this. It's not just you reading the Bible, but it's the revelation that Holy Spirit gives that comes in relationship and out of relationship with him. So if you're not born again today, if you've never received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, there's a place in him for you. He's waiting on you. Matter of fact, he may have even been speaking to you already and you've been resisting his voice. Maybe you didn't recognize it was him, but that was an urging, that was a pulling, that was a tugging on your spirit man, on your soul to come to the Lord. I want to give you that opportunity this morning to give your life to Jesus. It's important that you make that profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're in the sanctuary or online, I believe most people in the sanctuary have received Christ, but I'm not going to count that out. I want to give you that opportunity right now to make that profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, to give your life to him, to start this process. If you think this was something that you never heard and you never understood, but it blessed your life, there's so much more revelation that the Holy Spirit wants to give to you that will only come through relationship with him. So pray this prayer with me if you want to, if it's the decision of your will to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. 
You took my place in death because God's law says the soul that sins shall surely die. Lord, I've sinned. According to God's law, I deserve to die. I deserve death. Everlasting separation from God because of my sin. Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the price, for taking my place, for dying for me. Thank you. Lord, I accept your sacrifice. Please come into my life. Save me from my sin. Be my Savior. Be my Lord right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for answering me. I give you praise. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.